Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by LineStar. All things fantasy football with a sprinkle of sports betting. Alongside Tyler Weeman, I'm Shannon Somerville. It is week 10 in the NFL. We are halfway through the football season. It is crazy. So week 10, we've got a lot of great games on the slate, including one in Germany. The Seahawks yeah. are taking on the Bucks in Munich, Germany. We're going international. And also on today's show, we'll be getting into some sleeper picks. We've got a huge sleeper pick at the running back position going relatively unowned right now in Daily Fantasy. You're going to want to pick them up, so stay tuned for that. Plus, we'll have your touchdown calls, prop bets, and our underdog picks of the week. We've been doing pretty well at our underdog picks lately. We have. We've been crushing them. Crushing them. So stay tuned <laughs> for that on the show right now. First, let's talk about this Munich game. We've got Gino versus the GOAT. In Munich. I know. Have you ever been to Germany? Uh, I have not. Yeah. Yes. Add it to the bucket list, though. I, Seems I pretty good like from all go. of the footage that I've seen of NFL Network taking over. I was supposed to make over. it out a couple years ago for uh, good old Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. but just, just didn't work out. So you don't have a German accent to share with us for today? I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> Another storyline kind of related to Gino was Pete Carroll earlier in the week was asked about Gino and kind of his development. He kind of ruffled a little bit of feathers when he said, well, he wears a wristband with the play calls on it and alluding to the fact that former Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson did not wear it. So then Russell Wilson had to chime in, clap back, said, you know what? We won a lot without a wristband when I was there. What do you think about that? Hot topic this week. Yeah, well, right now, Wilson doesn't have much to talk about. He uh, He's looked bad. You know who does have some stuff to talk about? Kirk Cousins. Yes, he does. He bling, was bling. His video of him is going viral this week. After he beat the Commanders, he just went shirtless on the airplane, started dancing with his teammates' chains all around mm-hmm. his neck. It was an absolute... Interesting sight to see. I guess interesting would be the right word to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, you just don't expect it out of right out of Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins, who yeah. I saw on Twitter. Did you like that? Yeah, you it's like awesome that? to see him partying <laughs> like that. Especially, I saw on Twitter there was a photo of him in a plaid shirt, and the caption was, "This is Kirk, basically like you know, looking like he just came out of Coles, and then juxtaposition of him just blinged out." Yeah, he essentially looks for every press conference, looks like the standard, like <laughs> semi athletic dad that, you know, is coming Somehow out. Somehow found himself on target as the starting quarterback of an NFL football yes. team. A good NFL a good football one. team right yep. now that's leading the NFC North. Let's get to our daily fantasy projections for today. We've got some good ones for you in fantasy. Yay! In week 10, let's start off with the quarterback position. The first quarterback we're talking about this week is Patrick Mahomes, who is now the front runner for MVP. He took over that spot from Josh Allen, who fell a couple spots. But hey, you know what? That happens when you put up two back-to-back 400-plus yard Mm -hmm. passing games. He's been absolutely phenomenal, as you expect from Mahomes. And this week, he's got a pretty favorable matchup going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose pass defense ranks 27th in DVOA. Tyler, what do you make of Mahomes this week for Daily Fantasy? Yeah, I this week for the quarterback position, it's kind of a weird week for quarterbacks. So Josh Allen may not play. Stafford may not play. Kyler uh, Murray is hurt. Not really sure what's going on there. So a lot of the high-end quarterbacks are gone. Mm-hmm. 
Patrick Mahomes, though, is there. Yeah. And like you said, he's been playing absolutely amazing. This Jacksonville matchup is good. And they're allowing 43% more fantasy points to the QB one away. So they have been worse on the road. Uh, Mahomes has been great at home, away. He has all the weapons. They've added Tony. I really like him this week. Another guy who's been crushing it this week is Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who had quite the party and just put up some unbelievable video game-like numbers last week against the Miami Dolphins. He had 123 passing yards, 178 rushing yards. He had three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, just completely crushed it. Now everyone's changing their tune on Justin Fields after a poor start to the season for him. He's turned things around, has certainly certainly turned a lot of people's attention toward him, and he has a favorable matchup this week going up against the Detroit Lions, who ranked 26th in rush defense DVOA and in pass defense DVOA as well. So that bodes well for Justin Fields. It absolutely does. He's in a great spot here. And it's just remarkable, like, the change that we've seen out of this offense and out of Fields. It's really nice to see that they're actually calling plays and designing an offense around the skill sets that he has. So I love it. You know, he had that giant week last week. He's had a couple other good weeks right before that. And so, and those were against Dallas and the Patriots. So it wasn't like bad defenses. Miami, their defense has been poor. Detroit's defense, we all know it's been really bad. But he's just been playing great. Detroit ranks 29th, allowing 277 passing yards a game. Uh, And then they're also allowing 1.8 touchdowns per game passing. And you want to add in, they're not great versus stopping quarterback rushes, averaging 5.5 rushes for 29 Mm -hmm. yards. We know Justin Fields, if he's getting six carries, he's getting more than 29 yards. So I like the play. The Lions did stop Aaron Rodgers. Mm Which any other season, you would say, oh, that's a pretty great feat. But this season, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers just have not looked good. So maybe not (laughs) the same bragging point you would have maybe alluded to in years past. Absolutely. And Rodgers still had 209 yards, a touchdown. He just had a couple picks that he gave up. So Next up, let's take a look at Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Another guy who's just been putting up some monster numbers. Over 300 passing yards the last two weeks he's also had three passing touchdowns each of the last two weeks going up against the cleveland defense that's relatively mediocre in terms of the passing game what do you make of this matchup for tua yeah this is one of the other higher scoring games on the slate we really don't have many games on this slate that have a high potential score this is one of them cleveland's middle of the pack versus uh, a pass as a passing defense And we know Miami is going to throw the ball. They're going to try and get the ball to their playmakers. And Tua just sets up in a good spot here. Now let's take a look at our running back position. The first player we're looking at is Jacksonville Jaguars running back Travis Etienne, who's had over 100 yards the past three games. He's been unbelievable for the Jags, really finding his stride on that offense. This week he'll go up against the Chiefs defense that ranks 20th in rush defense DVOA. So kind of a favorable matchup for him. We did see Derrick Henry kind of carve up this Chiefs defense a week ago. What do you think of Travis Etienne's It's funny that you brought up Henry just because 
the work that ETN is getting is a Henry like workload right now. He they're using him a ton. It's he is the centerpiece of this offense. He's in a decent matchup. They can pass it to him. He can run the ball. He's yeah. great. And really for this workload in this matchup, he's just too cheap right now. The one thing I did see online when I was researching this was head coach Doug Peterson said that they might try to change that workload quite a bit. And they're discussing a bigger role for the backup running back, Jamichael Hasty. What do you make of that? Is it just coach speak? How should we take that as from a daily fantasy perspective? I thought Hasty would have a bigger workload mm-hmm. than he does. Um, but for now, I would say it's probably coach speak. Mm-hmm. They they really need ETN. <laughs> so <laughs> I I would be shocked if they really give too much to Hasty. Mm-hmm. You know, it very well could be that Hasty goes from four carries to five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's a bigger and workload. <laughs> fair enough. It's coach so, speak. Yeah. Not quite sure what to make of it, but something to take note of. Take note of this next matchup. This one is one of those ones that I deem mouthwatering. We got yeah. Giants running back Saquon Barkley, the fantasy beast this week, is going up against the Houston Texans. Barkley is averaging 93, 97 rather, yards per game. That is third best in the NFL right now. And he's going up against a Houston Texans defense that ranks 32nd dead last in rush defense DVOAs. They've been absolutely getting crushed by RB1s. In fact, RB1s are averaging 122 yards per game against the Houston Texans. Saquon Barkley, oh, he's in a great spot. What do you think? Uh, he's in an, an amazing spot. Uh, not to mention, you know, all of that, that you talked about with how much yard, how many yards they're giving up. They're also giving up 1.3 rushing touchdowns per game. Mm-hmm. And over the last three weeks, to the RB1, they've given up six touchdowns in three weeks. So, you know, we know uh, Jacobs crushed them a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago. Henry crushed him. 219 uh, rushing yards is what Derrick Henry put up against them. And even Miles Sanders had 93 last week. And not not that many carries. Right. And uh, Saquon Barkley, I would say, is a... A better talent than Miles Sanders. Also, he doesn't have to compete Henry with Henry and, and Jacobs had weak winning scores, you know, and so Saquon ap- absolutely able to do that. Well, let's talk about the Houston Texans in a positive light mm-hmm. now. We kind of just crushed their defense, but they do have a bright spot in their running back, Damian Pierce. The rookie has been phenomenal. He had 139 yards last game, which was a career high. That was against a Philadelphia defense that ranks third in defensive DVOA. And this week, he's going up against the Giants, who are 24th in rush defense DVOA. What do you make of Pierce's spot this week? Yeah, I love Pierce in the spot, especially at this ownership. The Giants are ranked 30th in allowing 122 yards to the running back per game. They're also allowing 31% more fantasy points to the RB win home. So I really like Pierce this week. We know the offense is centered around him. They're going to give him the ball as much as they possibly can. Also, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Giants, called him the angriest runner he's seen. In the National Football League. Yeah, that's, that's some high praise that right is high there. Praise, we saw sure. it against the Eagles. Yeah, he, he looked great. He was carving them so. up. Now let's take a look at our wide receivers. 
first guy we're going to talk about, no-brainer here. We're talking about Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. The Cheetah's been absolutely crushing hit. 1,104 yards this year. He leads the NFL by over 200 yards. Justin Jefferson trails him by 237 yards. He's averaging 122 yards per game this week going up against a Cleveland defense that ranks 21st in past DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Good luck trying to defend the Cheetah this week. What do you make of it? Yeah, I really like this play. I mean, Tyreek's just been amazing the entire year. The one thing, though, that we can say and we should probably bring up here is that with the quarterback issues, possibly no Stafford, no Josh Allen, that the top-end wide receivers aren't going to look quite as good. So this ownership on Tyreek might get juiced up a little Mm -hmm. bit if guys are paying up. They're probably all going to go to Tyreek just because of the quarterback issues on those other teams. But speaking of Cooper Cup, I mean, he's this year's Cooper Cup. He's getting a crazy amount of yards. He's on pace for over 2,000 yards. He just needs to get in the end zone a little bit more. And it's crazy because the questions before the season were, will he be as productive as he was with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback? We've gotten our answer halfway (laughs) through the season. (laughs) He keeps getting it done, and McDaniels keeps keeps scheming it Mm -hmm. so he can get the ball in open spots. And when he does that, you know, he has the wheels to do whatever he wants with the ball. Another guy with some wheels is Jaguars wide receiver Christian Kirk. He's averaging 64 receiving yards per game. You've seen him also getting a little bit better chemistry with his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. This week, he's going up against a Kansas City Chiefs defense that I have personally been picking on the past few weeks for my prop bets because their past DVOA ranks dead last against wide receiver ones. Anytime I've picked a wide receiver one against this Kansas City Chiefs for a prop bet, they've all gone over. Mike Williams, Mike Evans, uh, Devonte Adams, you mm-hmm. name it, they've all crushed their respective overs in the prop market. What do you expect for Kirk this week in fantasy? I really like Kirk this week in fantasy. One of the things the Jaguars done is they have not thrown the ball that much this mm-hmm. year. In this matchup against Mahomes, they're probably going to be forced to. And when Kirk has got targeted a lot, good things have happened. Right. So I like Kirk. His ownership isn't too bad. His price is still pretty cheap. I'll be going there. He said that when Trevor Lawrence is rolling, the whole offense is rolling. What I like Mm -hmm. about this, too, is that they're going to have to be rolling because they're going up against Patrick Mahomes, and this is going to have to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, He's going to have to air it out. They are barely, you know, getting to 30 attempts per Mm -hmm. game, passing attempts here. I mean, Mahomes' other week (laughs) threw, like, 60. (laughs) Next up, we're talking about Cleveland Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper. Homecoming game for him, going back to his old stomping grounds in Miami. He went to Miami Northwestern High School, so he's got some friends and family on hand for this one, and he could show out for them. He had 131 yards and a touchdown against Cincinnati two weeks ago, coming off a bye week, going up against a Miami pass defense that ranks 31st in DVOA. He's, his, he's the go-to target of Jacoby Brissett. What do you make of his matchup for Week 10? Miami's defense has been terrible. Mm-hmm. Very likely that Cleveland's able to score some score some points here. Mm-hmm. They're able to get an end zone, and if they do, Cooper's likely going to be one of the guys yeah. that gets it done. Uh, wide receivers versus Miami over the last four games 
have averaged nine targets a game. Now, when Cooper has averaged nine targets a game or more this season, it's happened four times, and he's averaging 6.7 receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. If that's uh, the baseline, sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Sign me up for these tight ends we're about to talk about. I mean, we're always going to be talking about Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, who leads all tight ends in receptions, targets, and yards this season. His matchup this week going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who rank 32nd in pass DVOA versus opposing tight ends. Sign me up for this one, Tyler. What do you think? It, it's funny, and I'm glad you brought up the DVOA stat here because if you look at the like, season-long totals against tight end, they look like they're good against tight end, but yeah. they've played nobody. Right. You know, they've played two tight ends that are decent at catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh now they get Travis Kelsey. Right? So <laughs> good luck. The, the DVOA stat is you know takes away right. You know who defensive value over average. We yeah. love that. Uh, that takes into account quality of opponent, mm-hmm. which is so crucial, especially when you're evaluating these stats. It's, it's a lot easier to go to DVOA as opposed to just going through which which tight ends have they played. So. Yeah, yeah, and I mean you absolutely can do that, and we make it easy online. Start with the matchups tool, but uh, yeah. Kelsey's in a great spot. He has the best quarterback throwing it to him. So I like it. Another tight end you can look at this week is Broncos rookie tight end Greg Dulcich. He's had a career high 87 yards last week. Tennessee, his opponent for week 10, 13th in pass DVOA versus tight ends this season. Dulcich has been a great outlet for Russell Wilson to throw to. What do you make of his matchup this week? So they are 31st, allowing uh, 68 yards per game to the tight end. Dulcich has looked great. He only has a couple of games in the NFL so far, but he has been targeted a lot. He's been targeted often. Mm-hmm. And they just had a bye week, so he can further get involved in this system. I really like him. I, I know I told you the other day that I think the Broncos could – kind of come up from the ashes a little bit. And I think this first week is really when we're going to see if they do have any changes. I would expect some. And I think Dulcich is going to be more involved than he was, and he was already involved a lot. They're Mm -hmm. also without K.J. Hamler, so just a little more chance for extra targets. I actually don't hate the Broncos as a potential underdog pick. Mm -hmm. I did not pick them for my underdog pick of the week. I did think about it, though, Mm -hmm. when I was evaluating this particular matchup. And now let's get to some defenses. The Minnesota Vikings are going up against the Buffalo Bills. Ownership so far has been pretty high on the Vikings, which surprised me a bit. Yes, I know Josh Allen is questionable this week. What do you make of it, though? Minnesota ranks 19th in defensive DVOA. Uh, I think just looking at it most likely it is just because we have a backup quarterback ste- stepping in. But Case Keenum isn't that bad. And I, I even think you could use him in uh, DFS lineups just because he is only 5K. He's super cheap. So at 17% owned, I don't love the defense. It's super hard to project defensive points. Yeah. And so I would probably be staying away. All right. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Saints? They get some reinforcements back. T.J. Watt is expected to be back in Week 10, along with safety DeMonte Casey as well. 
And there's just, you really can't undervalue TJ Watt's impact yeah. on this team. What do you make of the Steelers this week against the Saints, who are just 21st in offensive DVOA? Yeah, the Saints offense hasn't been that great. Andy Dalton has been yeah. uh, interception prone lately. So I really like this spot. The Steelers D has been terrible, but that's been without uh, TJ Watt. Watt is a total difference maker. Yeah. He changes this whole entire defense. And at such low ownership, kind of interested in taking a couple shots at the Steelers and see if TJ yeah. Watt can really make that big of a difference. So I like it. I like this pick a lot. They haven't been healthy since week one. In yeah. week one, the Steelers had seven sacks. Without TJ Watt in eight games, they've only had eight sacks. Yeah, and or we, seven games, we saw the him. same thing last year when he wasn't out there. Their D wasn't that great. Right. When he was, their D was elite. Just so such a playmaker for them. Yeah, and we're getting you know a price that's just down a little bit on them because they've been so bad lately. So those are some great picks for you in Daily Fantasy. All that analysis projections, you can find it on the LineStar app, linestarapp.com. Make sure to check that out. It's a great tool for us. Also, it has a lineup optimizer as well. So if maybe you don't feel like doing the work, you can just plug it in and let it find you the optimal lineup for Daily Fantasy in week 10. Now let's get to our touchdown calls of the day for week 10. Yay! Tyler, who are you going to for an anytime touchdown in week 10? I'm going super choppy this week. We're okay. going Saquon Barkley. We're against Houston. Houston's terrible versus rush running backs. And they've given up three, or sorry, six touchdowns in the last three weeks to mm -hmm. running backs. So let's go. Let's go to a running back in Seattle. We're going overseas for this pick, Tyler. I am going with Seattle Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker. He's had seven touchdowns in the last five games. He's tied for first in the lead with most red zone rushing touchdowns. Tied with Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry has a tough matchup this week against a Denver Broncos that's allowed the lowest opponent red zone scoring percentage in the NFL by 20%. So I was like, hey, I can't pick Henry, but I can pick Walker because he's going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are 25th in opposing scoring percentage in the red zone. Sign me up for Kenneth Walker. He's been an unbelievable player for the Seahawks team. He has. And uh, maybe he'll celebrate after the game with some beer and broths in Germany. What yep. do you think? Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> now let's take a look at our prop bets for week 10. Tyler, where are you going in the prop market? I'm going with Darnell Mooney over 42.5 yards. That's a minus 135 on the sports books. He's hit this in six straight games. He's been over in seven of 10. And Detroit is allowing 190 yards to the wide receiver per game. So I like it. I'm going to Jags wide receiver Christian Kirk over 59 and a half receiving yards. You can find this prop on the Underdog Fantasy app. And Kirk has been averaging 64 receiving yards per game. He's gone over in six of nine games this season and going up against a Kansas City pass defense that ranks 32nd in pass defense DVOA versus the opposing team's wide receiver one. Mike Adams, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, they've all crushed their respective overs when playing the Chiefs. So I love this prop, especially since... He's going to be going up against a Mahomes-led offense, and so 
Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk are going to have to find a nice connection early and often in order to keep up with Mahomes in this one. I think Kirk will crush that 59 and a half receiving yards prop. I think the. I like it. All right. So let's get to our underdog pick of the weeks. The dog of the day. Tyler, every dog has its day every once in a while. Who are you going with for your underdog pick in week's end? I'm going back to the Detroit Lions. I went with them last week. They pulled out the win, and they're going to this week again. They're plus three versus the Bears. This team is just coming together. Their defense is starting to play a little bit better. Yeah, I like the Lions. I'm taking the Jags. I just talked about Christian mm -hmm. Kirk and how I'm taking his receiving yards over and I'm going with the Jags in this one plus nine and a half to cover that spread against the Chiefs I think that it's just way too generous to the Chiefs especially considering the Jags despite their three and six records have never lost by more than eight points this season their average margin of defeat is just six points and they played the Giants, the Chargers, the Eagles. So that's kind of saying something right there. And you're talking about a Chiefs team that got beat by the Colts, okay? I think the Jags can cover this spread. And, uh, yeah, take the Jags to cover like this one. Also, I do have some notes for you in terms of the underdog. This is the, the year of the underdog. Favorites have yet to cover more games than underdog in any given week. The favorites winning at a 61.5% clip. The underdogs cashing at a 56.5% clip. If you were to bet $110 on every underdog to cover, you'd be up $1,130. That's some real money terms for you. Nice. Nice to bet the spread every once in a while. We've been having a lot of success on our picks as well. We Last have. week, uh, if I can remember <laughs> who I took. Who did I? Oh, yeah, I took the Titans to mm -hmm. cover. Mm -hmm. They sure did. They almost got the win against almost Mahomes got the win. in Arrowhead. Yep. yep, I got the Lions versus the Packers, which picking on the Packers this year has been profitable. Making money moves <laughs> here on the Pre-Snap Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and sign up for notifications. Also, make sure to check out our props show. They're out right now. We give you the five best prop bets on Underdog Fantasy and on Prize Picks. So stay tuned for those as well. Good luck to you in week 10. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye.